0: Sidebar, this is not in the fake. Mr. Rogers is Steve Rogers, but there's Captain America and not Fred Rogers, the beloved Mr. Rogers.
1: (laughs) That's a good thing. Yes, this is Captain America.
0: I I need to be clear. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, You'll understand.
1: pals and gals and welcome to another episode of
0: xoxo riverdale
1: i'm louis perlman
0: i'm kate batter
1: Ooh, this is the new npr version of our podcast we're yeah we're polite to each other
0: yeah there was a pretty long break in there where we couldn't decide
1: yeah totally such as the dangers of doing a podcast via zoom
0: yeah, no, we just sit here for like three minutes waiting for the other person to go first.
1: Yeah, oh no, you go. Oh no, you go. Please
0: go. no, please, sorry. No, I
1: think we've gotten pretty good with our flow considering we're doing this, you know, remotely. Yeah. Compared to other other podcasts I've listened to that do it the same way.
0: I don't know that we wouldn't speak over each other in person doing that intro. <laughs> I think it's the same.
1: Oh, I think it's totally the same. Absolutely. we We are who we are through and through. And Who We Are is your favorite Riverdale podcast, hosted by two adults. That's who we are. We just finished a watch through of season four. So we have episodes for literally every episode of the show aired. So if you're watching the show for the first time, you can go back. If you're enjoying what you're hearing, you can rate and review us on iTunes. I always say on iTunes, like I'm an 80-year-old man. You can rate and review us on Apple Podcasts.
0: Yeah, or on I think you could do it on Spotify too and like Amazon shit. But I don't really – I only – I use Apple Podcasts, so do it yeah, there. Yeah, and
1: most, <laughs> most uh, you know, podcast people I've read the marketing say that like Apple Podcasts is the most important so that would be a great place for you to do it but like definitely you can rate a review us on any podcatcher that you use that has a rating system it's really helpful for us so we yeah. do appreciate it and actually this week we got uh gifted the wonderful distinction of being the number one Riverdale podcast on this list of a it's a blog called Feedspot
0: yeah that's well, all we got say yeah.
1: yeah so thank you to Feedspot we're the number one Riverdale podcast on Feedspot and that's awesome so Thank you so much. You know, thank you to Feedspot. This, this episode is one of our bonus episodes. We're going to be reading some steamy Riverdale fanfic.
0: It's so, much.
1: It's much. Yeah, it's much. So get ready for that. But before that, is there any Riverdale fan news for us to dive into?
0: Louie, there's so much. Awesome. We'll start with the, I guess, a little bit more boring. Um, they're up for, wait six people's choice awards well deserved i thought this was a good season
1: i'm into it
0: yeah people's choice awards are not i can't think of the word not high cal. they're not
1: they're not they're not classy
0: classy still not the word i'm looking for but it's fine they're just not at that level of uh, sure
1: but you know it's the people's choice. It's
0: the people's choice.
1: And we live in it still, we still live in a democracy. So the for people's cho- choice awards are the only awards that I care about personally. You
0: can vote, it's, you can go vote at a website, I'm sure.
1: Yes, you can, that's how it works, yeah. yeah. So you can go vote for all the people that you choose.
0: Yes, and the categories are wild.
1: Oh, give so, it to me.
0: Drama show, straightforward. Male TV star for Cole, straightforward. Sure. Female TV star for Lily, straightforward.
1: Yes. Drama
0: TV star for Cole, a different category.
1: Drama TV star. So I guess that's a co-ed category. I guess. Sure.
0: Sure. Um, And then female movie star for Camilla for a movie I have never heard of (laughs) called Dangerous Lies. Cool. And then... KJ, so that was female movie star, and then KJ's nominated for drama movie star. Oh,
1: drama movie star, a category.
0: For, I still believe, the rock and roll Jesus movie. Oh, the rock and roll Jesus movie! <laughs> yep! Um, so, what else do we have here? Uh, um, Roberto Aguirre-Sacasa has a new series coming out on HBO Max. It's the Pretty Little Liars spinoff. That's
1: right, yes.
0: If that's what you're into.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I didn't watch normal Pretty Little Liars, so I don't... Okay. But it's
1: great because if he has a new series coming out, it means he'll be able to concentrate so much, even more on Riverdale.
0: Oh, yeah, you know?
1: Or on finishing those runs on his Archie comics that he gave oh, those are five dumb. years ago. Yeah. <laughs> they are done. I know. I shouldn't even say anything about it. It's not nice at this um, point.
0: So we got a... a snapshot from set and a fun little video this week the snapshot is a scene that is unexplained it has betty with a knife cheryl with a long curly black wig and reggie in a leather gimp suit
1: i can't believe i missed that this week
0: <laughs> yeah i can't believe you did either because it's
1: oh my god well that's what and, yeah, I, and then- I'm, I'm personally just happy to hear that the wig work is back. <laughs>
0: yeah, top top notch wigs. Yeah. Um, and then the other one we got was, so due to code regulations, they have to swish with Listerine. Before I saw COVID-19. that one. And it's like a minute and a half to two minutes. Yeah. Of just video of them swishing their mouth consistently. And I'm shocked they don't start laughing and spit it out. They get close a few times. Mm-hmm. But it is, it looks like the worst
1: yeah i mean i hope that that is the s- safest way for them to go about production yeah so, you know if that's i was at the dentist the other day and they had me swish my mouth with hydrogen peroxide Ew. yeah mixed with water so that was yeah. intense and i was thinking about the riverdale guys while i was doing it i was oh, like baby. yeah this is, this is what we're doing now apparently
0: yeah. yeah um so and now we have some casting news so yes uh, Aaron Westbrook was cast as Tabitha Tate.
1: Yeah, so this is Pops' daughter. Granddaughter. Almost. Granddaughter, sure.
0: That's all we know.
1: I hope Pops is okay.
0: I hope Pops is okay, too.
1: Yeah, that actor rocks.
0: He's the best.
1: Yeah, we love him.
0: Yeah, and in other good actor news, Drew Ray Tanner, who plays Fangs, got upgraded to series regular.
1: Which also revealed mm-hmm. through that whole thing that he is living with kevin which is so nice
0: yep and And, tony's
1: living with them as well
0: yeah so he's with kevin still like as a couple Mm -hmm. and tony is living with them
1: yeah yeah they're not a thruple
0: yeah and tony is now serpent queen
1: yep tony is now the serpent queen but But apparently none of the other couples are together after the time job
0: that's together is uh, kevin and fangs
1: which is intense
0: well, and, I mean, we know they went to the same town for college. Everyone else is scattered. so Yeah,
1: so that, that explains it for sure.
0: Yeah. Anyway. So
1: that's the news. Great. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. And then I know that we heard some rumors that KJ was spotted running around Vancouver without a mask.
0: Oh, I'm sure.
1: Yeah, which I heard, I think I already addressed it like last week. But just, you know, just a reminder everybody, now is the time to be as vigilant as possible as we move into the winter. Yeah. And everybody, please continue to wear your masks and continue to social distance. And that goes double for you, Mr. Appa. Come on, honey. Ugh. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> so uh, this next segment, just to let our listeners know, is going to have sexually explicit content.
0: Uh, and when you think sexually explicit, worse than you're thinking
1: so if it's something you're not interested in hearing on our podcast you know feel free to stop listening now and you can hit back with us you know our podcast is so rarely like that so you can hit us back up uh for our next episode which won't be sexually explicit it's not what we generally do but this is fun because it's a very it's a very special you know episode of xoxo riverdale so just consider yourself warned
0: so this is a fan fiction I found because someone said, found, find the weirdest, most fucked up fan fiction you can. And I said, don't worry, I'm on it. And I think it took 45 minutes.
1: To find the yeah, fanfic that you decided on?
0: Within an hour, I was like, I found it.
1: Yeah, yeah. And that's great. Thank yeah, you for doing so that. So I found
0: it by, so <laughs> I've learned from experience that like the most fucked up weird shit is in crossover fan fiction. Sure, so this is a crossover with the Marvel universe, which is awesome. <laughs> so far, um, it is called "Hot for Me" by Aries Aries Jet mm-hmm. Aries Jet. We'll uh, we'll think about linking to it. We can. Yeah, link we'll to link it. to
1: it. We'll link to it.
0: Yeah, it's okay. Um, and the summary here is Riverdale High gets a new substitute teacher archie is finding it harder than ever to concentrate
1: so before we start reading it kate has read it all the way through
0: multiple times
1: i have never read it which Correct. kate was like don't read it it's, it'll be more fun that way so yeah. we're gonna alternate reading portions from it and then we're gonna talk about it after but enjoy our dramatic reading of hot Wait. for me by aries jet
0: yes uh so I'll do the highlights. So just, we're going back and forth for everyone. And then we'll talk about it at the end. We're not just going to like end it up. <laughs> um, and then also I, high, uh, the last line we can read together. Archie couldn't believe his eyes. They replaced Grundy with a new blonde, pink lips, blue eyes, pretty smile, tight waist. Archie drooled. His blonde buzz cut was so sexy. He was an all American looking stud. Good morning, everyone. I am Mr. Rogers, you new sub filling in for Miss Grundy. I'm from Brooklyn. Hope you like my class, he said rubbing his hands together.
1: Fuck, how could the universe do this to Archie? First, Grundy, now this guy. He always a slut for a hot teacher. Class went on as usual, Archie, Kevin, and the rest of the horny teens in class couldn't keep their eyes off the teacher's bulging bicep that grew every time he gestured to the board. Archie had a semi up for the entire lesson. Mr. Rogers ended the class and said, um, Mr. Um, Andrews, Archie Andrews, he said, looking at the registration list. Could we talk for a moment? I have a few things to get in order first, so if you could just wait outside. Archie winced. He wasn't sure if the teacher noticed the football captain staring and wanted to confront him. Kevin looked almost jealous, and the rest of his friends gave him a pity. Archie waited patiently outside the class until his teacher called him back in. He waited around 15 minutes.
0: Uh, Sidebar, this is not in the fic. Mr. Rogers is Steve Rogers, but there's Captain America, and not Fred Rogers, the beloved Mr. Rogers.
1: (laughs) That's a good thing. Yes, this is Captain America.
0: I need to be clear. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you'll understand. After class, Archie, uh, after class cleared, Archie and Mr. Rogers were alone. Well, Mr. Andrews, it looks like you're a star on and off the field. You're one of the highest achievers in this class. Archie blushed. <laughs> Fuck, fucking the teacher and many, many benefits. I'd really like to congratulate you on that kind of balance. What's your secret? Mr. Rod- Rogers leaned in. Archie smelled his cologne and musk. He felt a little lightheaded. He flushed with color. Sorry, sir, what? Archie was dazed. He wanted this man more than before. He wanted to fuck another teacher. Forbidden fruit was always the tastiest. I asked, what's your secret? He said softer and leaned in more. Steve wasn't an idiot, and the grapevine that ran through Riverdale was always a chatter. Steve heard rumors on the sudden departure of sexy school teacher Miss Grundy. Seeing Archie made him realize why a grown woman would risk it all. Steve was a sub. Inconsequential. He knew the school would cover whatever happens. They don't need that publicity. Archie was at a loss for words. Steve was so fucking close to him, he held his breath. What's your secret, Mr. Andrews? Mr. Rogers was now speaking into Archie's ear. Archie shuddered. Steve put his hands on Archie's bulge. The redhead was rock hard i'm gonna close this so i can't see you <laughs> <laughs> uh, where was i it was rock hard. Arch- the
1: redhead was rock hard you can maybe yeah. read that again thank you <laughs>
0: the, the redhead was rock hard archie moaned steve grazed the back of his hand on archie's bulge he was quite skilled at this archie was like putty being new mr rogers had nothing on the desk the perfect place for a hard fuck The day ended and the only people in the school were the jocks on the field and the nerds all the way on the other side of the school.
1: So Archie hungrily kissed Steve. It was hot, tongues and spit in each other's mouths. Archie sat on Steve's desk, giving in to his teacher. Steve necked Archie. Oh, 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 Mr. Rogers, Archie moaned. Steve's stubble prickled Archie's neck. Archie pulled off his blue and gold shirt. Steve ran his hands over the defined pale body. Archie was surprised by the roughness of Steve's hands. He moaned when Steve pinched his nipples. Steve started undoing the jock's pants. Archie was especially turned on when he saw the hunger on his teacher's face. Steve's mouth hung open a little and his eyes glossed over when Archie's cock bounced out. Steve licked the length of the pale cock. He was also pleasantly surprised that the Andrews men were uncut. He tugged a little on the ginger's pretty cock, earning a whimper from the stud. Steve took the bright pink head into his mouth. Archie felt a chill go down his spine and the deft tongue maneuvered in his foreskin, lighting him up. Steve went to town on Archie's cock, deep-throating it like a pro. Steve bobbed and gagged on Archie's thick cock. Archie was in heaven. Steve pulled off of Archie's cock and nibbled on the pale foreskin. The taste of pre-cum coated his tongue. Steve slapped Archie's cock on his face, making Archie giggle. Steve was happy, truth be told. He's a cocksucker. He loved having a cock down his throat. The drool, mixed with Archie's pre-cum, dribbled down his chin and soaked in Archie's pubes. Archie had his hand behind his head, supporting his head. This exposed the redhead's musky pits. The scent fueled Archie. He started meeting Steve with a thrust. Fuck, Mr. Rogers. Where'd you learn to do that? Archie moaned out. Steve slid off Archie's coke and cleared his throat and said, Well, my boyfriend and I are on a break. He's in Russia now, and he is really fucking hung. Steve giggled before swallowing the throbbing cock once again. Archie loved getting attention. Grundy always made him do all the work. He was getting pampered by Steve and he loved it. Steve rolled Archie on his back so Steve could have access to the pretty hair-dusted hole.
0: Damn, gingers really are spicy, Steve teased Archie. Archie laughed and pushed out his hole, encouraging a hungry Steve. Steve's double felt great on Archie's rim. Archie was at the mercy of Steve's tongue. Steve lavished the boy pussy in front of him. Steve kissed around the hole. Archie's ass was plump and covered Steve while he ate. Archie was a damn mess, writhing and wiggling as Steve continued to rim him. Steve licked from Archie's taint to the tip of the leaky cock. Steve smiled deviously when he was done. Steve kissed up Archie's trail. He nibbled on the pretty nipples and licked the sweat that gathered in between the defined pecs. He kissed Archie on his neck, tickling him. Their eyes met, and they kissed deeply. Archie undid the button-up that kept him from the bulging pecs he wanted. He undid undid the first half and squeezed Steve's hairy pecs. They were hard muscle. Steve flexed for Archie. Archie giggled again like a schoolgirl. He couldn't believe he was in this situation again, fucking a teacher on their desk. Archie had his legs wrapped around Steve, grinding their throbbing cocks together. Steve stood up straight, kicked off his pants, and finished shaking off his shirt. He picked his underwear up and sniffed it deeply, rich and musky. If he liked it so much, he was sure the class slut would like it too. Steve held his undies under Archie's nose. The teen bucked his hips up at the hypnotic sense. Steve smirked, seeing what his man Musk could do to the riled up jock. Lube?
1: In my bag pack. Steve retrieved the portable lube from across the room. When Steve turned back, Archie pressed the underwear into his face, trying to get everything he could while gently tugging at his cock. Steve struck gold. This boy was a freak, just what he needed. He walked over to Archie and pressed his cold lube covered finger to the horny teen's hole. Archie shivered. Steve pressed one finger in, Archie took it very well. Steve immediately pushed in the second finger. Archie took that well too. Steve looked a little shocked. You think I haven't stretched my hole before? Archie said breathily with an evil smile. Steve loved his cockiness and shoved the third finger in. He roughly thrust in and out of Archie whose moaning was building. Steve stuffed his undies in Archie's mouth. Archie breathed in. He could taste all the filthy flavor of Mr. Rogers. He made sure he lubed up Archie as much as he could with the little sachet of lube. Steve pulled out his fingers, soaked in lube and Archie's boy pussy juice. He lines up his raw cock to the twitching hole. Archie nodded. He looked so needy, eyes wide and lips pouting. Steve pressed his cock into the heat of Archie's boy pussy. Archie's eyes rolled back as he felt the shaft inch its way in. Steve went slowly. Archie rested his legs on Steve's shoulder. Steve sank deeper into the jock's pussy. Archie felt every pronounced vein and the thick cockhead. Steve was gentle at first. Once his cock was fully buried in, he leaned down to kiss Archie, allowing the both of them to get used to the erotic fullness and tightness.
0: Steve and Archie shared filthy kisses, spitting in each other's mouths. Steve smiled. He noticed a strong scent that was Archie. With Archie propping his head up and his hands behind his head, it aired out his musty pits. That's one thing Steve appreciated about working with high school boys. They're always surrounded by a teen musk. Mr. Andrews was no exception. He had a fiery bush of pit hair that gave off a pleasant stink, one Steve thought could be bottled. Should be bottled. Steve buried his face in the pit, making audible sniffing sounds. Archie giggled, tightening around Steve's cock. Steve moaned with Archie's pit hair in his mouth. He swapped pits to clean the other stink on. Hold on. He swapped pits to clean the other on of its stink. He loved this end. He felt high and horny with Archie's sweat swirling in his lungs. He straightened up and growled. He's ready to fuck. He flexes, showing off his impressive biceps, and more importantly, his delicious wet armpits. He starts thrusting. He's, down, he's done the slow and steady. Now he's ready to destroy Archie's pretty pussy. He bucks his hips faster. Archie's moans gro- getting louder. His musky nuts slap against Archie's ass. Steve's got so rough, he thought the table might break. He rolled Archie over so they can fuck doggy. Archie was at the mercy of Steve's cock. Archie clutched the desk. Steve ran his cock in Archie over and over again. The desk scraped on the floor as it inched forward due to the force of the veteran's cock. Archie felt his whole blossom. He wasn't just a novice anymore. He was now a cum dump. Steve fucked like a rabbit. He grabbed Archie's waist and pulled him into each thrust, making it hit Archie just a little deeper. Archie's ginger locks were covering his face, stuck down by sweat archie bit his lip as he fell into into ecstasy eyes closed and back arched steve hit his prostate so many times it all just melded together the sound of thrusting filled the room as did a powerful mix of their musks the creaking of the desk fell into the harmony that was the men fucking fuck fuck fuck
1: steve moaned as he shot into archie archie was in heaven when he felt himself getting filled up Steve pulled out and Archie was on his knees ready to clean Steve's cock. He tasted lube, sweat, cum, and the most peculiar flavor, his ass. He knew he would get addicted to this. He still needed to come. Steve sat on his comfortable office chair, legs open. Sit. Steve said that lustily. Archie sat on Steve's lap. Steve felt the wetness of Archie's hole and it made him shiver. Archie reclined a little so Steve had access to his hole. Steve began fingering Archie. Archie whimpered. He sounded almost like a girl. Steve's deft hand jacked Archie off. Steve finger fucked his cum deeper into Archie's pushy, pussy. Archie gasped. Three fingers were Kate. deep in him. Hmm? Archie. Kate. Sorry. Archie gaped. Thank you, Kate. Sorry. Three fingers were deep in him, abusing his prostate, and Archie finally cummed. Archie painted his sweaty, pale chest with his cum. He was spent. Steve pulled out of him. Steve licked his ring finger of the musky man juice Archie made. He then shoved the other two fingers in Archie's mouth. The ginger moaned, the indescribable but addictive flavor. He still had a lot of cum in him.
0: "'Wow, sir, is this how they do it in Brooklyn?' Archie asked, regaining his breath. "'Learned this from my ex-boyfriend, who, yes, also lived in Brooklyn.' Steve sounded a bit confused, not knowing his relation status with Bucky. "'Well, sir, you made me late for practice, but I hope we can continue our one-on-one sessions.' Archie was attempting to play coy. "'Grades?' Steve said, laughing. "'You really fucked my brains out,' Archie laughed with his teacher." He pulled on his shorts only. He put on his shoes again. I'm keeping this, Archie said, lifting Steve's soaked red, white, and blue jockeys. Nah, fair trade, Steve teased. Archie nodded and handed over his undies and kept Steve's. I want your socks too. Archie looked a bit stunned but handed over the pair of blue and gold socks with filthy soles. They kissed again. Archie gathered his shit and left. Steve sat there in a state of shock. He couldn't believe he fucked one of the many hot guys at the school. He would have believed it was all a fantasy, was it not for the underwear he held and his nakedness. Steve dressed and cleaned up his classroom. He febrezed the room in hopes of getting rid of a scent of fucked asshole that hang in the room.
1: Archie arrived at the locker room at the end of practice. Where the fuck were you today, man? Practice was brutal, Reggie said when he noticed Archie. Chuck, Moose, and Kevin were just as bewildered. Just wait, I have something to show ya, Archie said mischievously. They waited till it was only them in the locker room. The anticipation was killing the other guys, considering how excited Archie looked.
0: Get a load of this, Archie said, bending over and pulling down his shorts. He showed of his freshly fucked hole. The guy's mouth gaped like Archie's hole. They were confused and horny. Archie laid on a bench in the middle of the room and put his legs behind his elbows to show off his hole. Get a taste, he said, as he pushed out some of Steve's cum. Each of the other boys fingered Archie a little and tasted his pussy juice mixed with Steve's cum. Archie recounted the events to the guys in great detail. Chuck, Reggie, Moose, and Kevin were jacking off and fingering Archie while he told them. While, when they were ready to come, they just plunged their cocks into Archie. Archie hasn't been this cum filled since that night at the Serpent's Bar.
1: What the f- Hiram walks in shocked. His team were naked and surrounding Archie Andrews, whose boy pussy was out and well used. Hiram was about to lose it until Archie farted out a stream of thick white cum. Hiram surprised everyone, even himself, when he dropped to his knees and felched every bit of cum from the ginger's pussy. He tasted variations of loads. Who fucked you first? Hiram asked, wiping his mouth with the back of his hand. Mr. Rogers, Archie said coyly. That fucker has some tasty cum and you, Hiram sucked Archie's room again, have a delicious hole. This was going to be a fun year, Archie thought, as he took Hiram's cock down his throat.
0: The next day, Steve was bombarded by Kevin, Moose, Chuck, and Reggie, all wanting extra lessons, each of them giving Steve a wink, and he understood what they wanted. He was now a very busy man. Hiram had asked him to become assistant coach. He emphasized how the two of them would be spending long hours in a smelly locker room. Steve jumped at the chance. Steve also had to sub at the Southside school for a bit before returning to Riverdale. But,
1: but that's, that's a story for another day. Um, okay. So, well, yeah, I mean, you know, you know like I want to preface everything that I'm saying here by saying that, you know, I I'm not one in my life to be sex negative, mm-hmm. uh, and you know, and I've read my share of erotic fan fiction of different sorts, and you know, I-, I can say that when I was a teenager, it was really one of the only resources I had to express myself was like erotic fiction, you know, mm-hmm. because it was during an early age of the internet where there was like no video or like basically anything, um, and I was trying to sort of figuring out who I am as a person. So, you know, uh, it's like this story, it, it's a little hard for me because it's not like entirely my thing in terms of like the the sort of fetishes that it's indulging in. Um, but like, it's like well-written enough for its purposes, you know, but it's also like, it's not, um, it's like there's nothing about it that's particularly disgusting or shocking to me. I'm just like, yeah, you know, like like it's it's definitely uh fan fiction that's like very involved with it's someone who is really interested in the way that men smell, mm-hmm. and that's a thing, and like that's cool, you know, that's fine, mm-hmm. um, am I making any sense here, you know, and then there's right. stuff about it there's stuff about it that's like very fanficy that's like that's like stupid because some of the details they insert are stupid details, you know? Yeah. So, yeah,
0: yeah, it has those weird, like, too long descriptions of things that have nothing to do with the scene type of thing.
1: Yeah, like, like all the stuff about Steve, um, like, all the Steve Bucky stuff is the stuff that I think is the funniest part of this, to be honest.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, you don't want to kink shame, which is true. I feel like it had, it had almost too many kinks where there was something for everyone, but something that's not for everyone.
1: Yeah, maybe, maybe. I mean, I feel that the, my biggest criticism of it as a erotic story is that the final part in the locker room is too much and the author doesn't even get into it enough. Yeah. So that's a bit of a problem. That should have been a whole other chapter of this, you know? Yeah. And
0: there's some things that I'm not sure if the writer is familiar enough with anal sex for it to make sense.
1: Well, yeah, definitely is in the realm of fantasy. But I can say someone who's read a lot of like gay erotica that a lot of it's in the realm of fantasy. Oh, yeah. You know what (laughs) I mean? Like, it's it's just everybody, it's it's very easy to have anal sex in the world of gay erotica always. Yeah, and just like
0: pushing out your asshole before things start. Is sure. A, it is a thing. Sure. <laughs> um, I will say this has not been continued for another day.
1: Oh, this yes. is it for this?
0: This is it. There isn't more.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, it looks it like it's stopped. supposed to be the start of a series.
0: Yeah, it feels like maybe they were going to write this thing at Southside High, and then that storyline ended on the show, and they just, like, gave up.
1: It's definitely a possibility. I mean, and it's yeah. it's also, there's a lot of... um in this, I guess one of the uh, extraneous kinks is there's a lot of Steve flexing. And that conjures up a bit of a different like mental picture for me that, and that's really funny. Like seeing a dude like flexing during sex is Uh like, that's just such douchey behavior and it doesn't seem to fit with the kind of the rest of the tone of it.
0: It you know? felt to me like it wasn't a kink and it was just reminding us that he's Captain America and a superhero.
1: Yeah, reminding us that he's like, yeah, that he's like a built dude.
0: Yeah, you know? it like was not like a hot thing. It was just like, hey, remember, he's a super soldier. So we got to be clear.
1: Yeah, and, and you know, I've thought about writing just for like for fun. I've thought about writing erotic fiction before, like just to be like, I wonder like what that's like, you know, I've just never written any of it of any sort and, but I never have, I never have. Um, And I feel like I'm just wondering like, yeah, there's certain aspects of it. Like how would I sort of describe that aspect of like Captain America's sexuality? You know, and I, I, I try to integrate something about him gripping something so that you can see the underside of his arm. Cause that was like such a great celebration of his body in that movie where he's holding the helicopter yeah
0: you know what i mean
1: like that was such a moment where everybody was like holy shit look at that guy's fucking arm like yeah you know? and
0: yeah since i first found this fig, and we've talked about this now we've now seen chris evans dick so this is like a whole new world oh
1: yeah i forgot about that i should have been yeah, I mean, visualizing it during pork oh my god poor chris evans oh my god you know I always feel bad reading this out loud with those, with what we know about poor Chris Evans. Yeah. You know
0: what? He handled it like a champ.
1: Such a champ. So proud of that guy.
0: Such a champ. His brother was really funny too.
1: Yeah, they, they were great.
0: Yeah. Um, I hate the difference between like how he was treated and how women have been treated.
1: 100% of course. Of course.
0: But also yeah. like, you know, we saw it and now we know. Um but yeah, I had, that happened between when I chose this fic and when we read it, so I kind of forgot about that.
1: Yeah, totally.
0: Um, so how do you feel about my fiction choosing for the- Oh,
1: that's a good question. I thought it was great. I mean, it's a funny one for us because we've talked about how much we love Chris Evans on the show before. Yeah. So, you know, I, I liked it. I appreciate it. You know, it, you, I do have to say, you felt like it gets into the realm of super bizarre- I actually feel like this is a pretty boilerplate, just like gay fanfic erotica for the most part.
0: Yeah, to be clear, this is not bizarre for fanfiction.
1: Yeah. I was expecting it not even to get into like any kink stuff. I was expecting it to be bizarre and that something... Was gonna happen in the middle of it, where like they end up on a in a rocket going to the moon or something, you know, like something uh, that's really yeah. from a field plot wise.
0: Yeah. So I, I was looking for a fic that uh, would be bizarre for a listener and not for a regular fan fiction reader.
1: Yeah, totally. And 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 I do want to say like, if you know you end up reading this on your own or you listen to us reading it and it turns you on, more power to you. Like I definitely don't want to stigmatize anybody. That yeah. finds this super sexy. There were moments of it I thought were sexy. It's yeah. a sexy pairing, you know?
0: Yeah. Um, um, yeah. I, yeah, because, like, in my head, I'm like, if they, like, took a rocket off to the moon, like, that's what I feel that people who don't read fanfiction, like, thinks happen in fanfiction.
1: Totally. Yeah. But, totally.
0: like, this was, like, this is, like, very... Not bland, but just, like, on brand for fanfiction. But, like, if you don't know that, then this is insane.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was an interesting delve into the world of Riverdale fic. Mm-hmm. Uh, remember when we covered that story? This was really at the beginning of our podcast, but I found that just more interesting because it was so such a subset. The story, I think it was the story about Jughead being deaf and Archie and Jughead falling in love. And remember, it was, it was fanfic that involved deafness and that's apparently a a subset of of, uh, fan fiction. Yeah, and that's really interesting to me, those sorts of plays on representation, Mm -hmm. you know, that's a little more interesting to me than something like this. Although like, yo, this was super fun to read with you. Like, I'm not being like, why do we do this? I'm not trying to be negative about this. I enjoyed, that was a fun exercise. But to me also too, like right now, kind of in the world of gay erotica, there's a lot of older younger pairings mm-hmm. and a lot of pairings where the power dynamic is the older person is the top and the younger person is the bottom mm-hmm. and like that's fine too but i i personally like it when those roles are flipped cuz i think that that makes the power dynamic like just more surprising and kind of there's that's that's interesting to me so like mm-hmm. the whole idea for me of like Captain America having sex with Archie. It's like, yeah, that's I guess that's what would happen. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. And I
0: think I thought so. The stuff of like deaf Jughead, and there is it. They often turn into like a little bit of like disability porn. Yes. Like, yeah, yeah. So it gets and not. It's porn complicated.
1: Is- oh yeah, I'm not yeah, saying it's not that it's either. It's either a force for good or a force for evil. You know? Yeah. For so sure. it's,
0: like, it's like a little boring this felt uh stuff happened quickly
1: there was oh not- yeah this was an erotic story this wasn't about the plot this was yeah. a romance story no, That's no, a- no, no, no. romance stories can have sex like this sometimes but it's more about the emotions
0: yeah or there's some build up to it and and you know
1: there's um apparently apparently female readers like romance stories more and the tension and the buildup and male readers like erotica more. So I can only presume that this is more for male readers, but uh, I definitely wonder the gender and sexual preferences of the author of this as well. Uh, I wonder, but you know, who's to say? (laughs) People can write any sort of things and be good, good writers. I'm not.
0: Yeah. This writer was fine. It was it felt repetitive yep.
1: noun-wise. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely, it was repetitive noun-wise. It wasn't an edited piece of work. It felt like it wasn't a piece of work that had been written for, like, um, like it didn't feel like it was uh, something that, that this person had been writing a lot of erotica. This felt like maybe their first attempt or one of their early attempts, but, like, good for them for writing. Yeah. Seriously, you know, anybody that's writing... You know, writing's incredibly hard, even stuff like this, you know, yeah. let's not downplay, like, good for them, that's awesome. Yeah,
0: and this, to this writer, we don't want to be making fun of you. I'm worried that, like, they're going to see that their f- fiction was featured on a podcast that doesn't normally talk about fan fiction.
1: Yeah, but- yeah, I don't want to stigmatize this person at all, and if they want to reach out to us and we can have a chat with them about it on the show, I'd be happy to do that, you know, for sure. Like good for you, fucking good for you for writing and writing about stuff that you think is hot. And that's awesome. And a lot of it I thought was hot too, you know. Um, They're cute. They're very, they're very handsome, cute guys, you know. And I've certainly thought about both of them before. Uh, Not together necessarily, but I thought about them. Oh, gee, I wonder what it's like, you know, when they have sex. But, you know, pairing them up, it makes sense. You know, they're both cute pop culture dudes. Yeah. Yeah, you know, so that's cool. Good for yeah. you.
0: Fifty Shades of Grey was a fan fiction where they found replaced the Twilight names. So. Yeah, exactly.
1: Seriously, you know, that's a that's a, there's so much there's so much that can arise from writing, and there's besides
0: stories of fan fiction, so many things are fan fictions that you don't really think about.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 for sure. Like, um, there's so much. Uh, work that's inspired by their work with the names changed and that kind of stuff. And yeah. that doesn't make it any less of powerful work. You know, like this is a podcast hosted by a dude that wrote basically an Archie's musical and just changed all their names. But it, it gave me the freedom to do whatever I wanted with with them. And, yeah. you know, so I ended up having the Betty and Veronica characters in a relationship and that kind of stuff.
0: Yeah, it was and, on the night. Hmm? It was your own threat level midnight.
1: It was my own threat level midnight, that's right. But being constrained by the actual characters and what we know about them can be quite challenging as well. So I give kudos to the author for that. You know, that's certainly been my experience when I've written licensed work as well. So that can be difficult writing in the right voice. And definitely the author was trying their best to write in the voices of the characters. So yeah. that's cool. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I think that's why Steve kept saying he was from Brooklyn, although it felt a little off to me, you know, and also, yo, I mean, come on, if there's a scene where Steve Rogers is ass deep in Archie Andrews and having a great time having sex with him, we need Steve to say I could do this all day. I mean, come on. Come on, right?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Missed opportunities.
1: Yes, super missed opportunity. You know, I do have to say. I can't think of what Archie would say in response that would be like the on-brand Archie thing.
0: He'd sing like a weird moody song about it.
1: He'd sing a moody song about it. Yeah, if it was comic book Archie, I'd have him like finishing everything up and then uh, like accidentally knocking over a globe. (laughs) and breaking it (laughs) oh no but uh but Archie in the in Riverdale doesn't do that so you know (laughs) also you know I did appreciate it actually was like a little it it didn't it didn't go into biphobic territory because Mm -hmm. it just flat out was just that Archie was attracted to this guy yeah and it didn't even go into any sort of stuff that was like which, you know, other stuff could fall into the trap of, like, Archie didn't realize he was into men until he saw mm-hmm. Steve or anything yeah. like that. It was Archie just being like, oh, my God, another hot teacher to hook up with. And I did appreciate that aspect to it, you know?
0: Everyone in this fiction was a gay or bisexual man. Um, yeah,
1: without it being acknowledged, which is yeah, a way would... to go about it. They live in this alternative reality queer world. Yeah, if yeah. they had a-
0: mentioned miss grundy i would have been like it's just a one of those worlds where it's only men which happens in fan fiction
1: oh for sure where it's just yeah sort of this male world but it, yeah it integrated the miss grundy plotline into it
0: yeah in a way that made sense
1: in a way that made perfect sense yeah i agree it, it totally made sense like you know and the only other thing about all this is just like this is fantasy and this is a really really great way to sort of um delve into these um these sorts of fantasies when, you know, when teacher-student dynamics are really uh, sacred and when they're broken, it's always a fucking problem, Mm -hmm. you know, so it's okay to express that in in fantasy, but I mean, I don't begrudge the author of doing that really, but I begrudge Riverdale for doing it on the show in such a fast and loose bullshit way, I guess. You know, which sure. we talked about it many times before, but I just feel it bears worth repeating because just like hearing about the, about the Miss Grundy plot line again, I was just kind of like, oh yeah, that that bullshit that happened on the show that w- maybe yeah. made us uncomfortable. Like this fanfic makes me way less uncomfortable than that, yeah, than that storyline, you know, in the show. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Does,
1: yeah, does that make sense? Sort it of. Is, and way? I think
0: some of it is that as. Multiple times established, Steve is not Artie's regular teacher. He,
1: That's true. They do a good not, job of
0: that, I, actually. It's a different power dynamic.
1: Yeah, it's a very different power dynamic when it's the when it's substitute. the substitute teacher.
0: Yeah. Well, I will say at the, at the beginning of the fiction, they call him. <laughs> you talk about the same thing in the middle of the sentence. They were like. And he's a sub. And I was like, oh, interesting. He is going to be like maybe the bottom. And then it was like, oh, they're just saying short for substitute.
1: Sure. Or, you know, they could have. Yeah, I mean, that would have been a a fun play on words. But also, you know, they could have flipped. That would have been a fun thing to have happen in this. Oh,
0: I didn't mean it as a play on words. I meant that I just read the word Oh, you
1: were just like, oh, sub. Okay, I see what's going to happen here.
0: Yeah, like I knew it was going to be like an explosive fiction. So when they said sub, I was like, yep. That's what it is. (laughs) Yeah, but, you know, um, because, just because
1: you're a sub, it doesn't necessarily always mean that you're the bottom in a relationship, too. You know, like, there's a lot of dynamics at play for all that kind of stuff.
0: Yeah, but in the fan fiction world, where uh, people seem a little in over their heads, they are.
1: (laughs) Oh, for sure. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're setting up that kind of dynamic, for sure. Yeah, but, you know, overall, like, uh, I, I would say what a fun exercise really strange, very off brand for me. I don't know if I can hype this episode on my social. I don't know with my connection to certain unnamed children's organizations.
0: Don't do it. This this one was for the listeners at home who have been with us the whole ride.
1: Yeah, totally and we'd love your feedback on this episode just cuz it's such a such a uh it's so uh, atypical for us.
0: Yeah, let us know if we should never do it again or like super never do it again.
1: Yeah, totally. Or send us one to do where it really is a cuckoo banana story that you found. Yeah. If you, there want, was, if you want, you know.
0: There was a Twilight fan fiction years ago that got deleted that was just like so fucking insane. Like that was like that. It had a lot of like people accidentally rolling down hills.
1: Yes, yeah 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 because there's that's something I want to bring up is like this was somewhat straight laced because there's really um and this is not once again not me being critical there's there's erotica for everything.
0: Yeah so, well, that wasn't a sexual one. it was just a real weird and like people were calling everyone was calling everyone pizza face and then like it turned out someone's face really was pizza whoa. like the <laughs> yeah. It kills me that I can't find this fiction and I don't blame the author for deleting it, but also like.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, a friend of mine a few years ago looked into writing erotica via and then self-publishing on amazon because some people
0: people, some people
1: make bank doing it some people it's very difficult Mm -hmm. you know it's really so much a numbers game and so much how much work do you put into it game yeah but one of the things you need to do is find a genre that you can um consistently write and be aggressive in it so you can corner the market on the genre Mm
0: -hmm.
1: so the genre that he was going to try to corner the market on and once again this isn't a this isn't a criticism, but it's one that he found that he thought would be fun, is there's apparently a lot of stories where humans turn into wolves and or like horses before mm. they have sex with the people. And it's sort of a way to do bestiality stuff because Amazon doesn't allow for bestiality. You know,
0: was that guy running for Congress a few years ago that was like really into werewolf fan fiction. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. So like uh, my friend thought he could corner the market on this stuff and that's <laughs> cool, but- You know, when you said, oh, this is a really intense one, I thought it was going to be like a really specific, you know, genre that I would have never thought existed. It
0: felt intense to read aloud.
1: Super intense to read aloud. I mean, come on, Kate. This is a different dynamic to our relationship as co-hosts of this podcast to be so explicit. For sure. Yeah. You know, it was an interesting exercise. It definitely made me a little like, oh boy. Okay. All right. I'm reading this. Okay. (laughs) You
0: know. It's like not even the most sexual fan fiction I have read, but it's definitely, I mean, I think it's the only one I've read out loud, period. Yeah.
1: Yeah, for sure. And another friend of mine, I'm going to talk to her about this. A friend of mine has like, I think a steamy fanfic podcasts where they read fanfic out loud and it's like fun and saucy for them
0: interesting so i
1: might connect with her after doing this and talk to her about the those ex- the experience of doing it and what it's like for her to do it because it's definitely yeah. was a new thing for me
0: yeah i remember there was an interview with dan levy where he talked about his creek fan fiction he was like it's always like their eyes locked across the room and the room got steamier and never like they went to a park on a nice day and then a bunch of people started writing fictions, but they were like, they go to a park on a nice day, but then they like fucked in the park.
1: That's amazing. (laughs) I I love that. (laughs) (laughs) That's so funny. Yeah. But you know, this sort of uh, work done by fans just shows that there's like such a huge interest and love of the characters. Yeah. Like, I think that's sort of should be our closing statement on this and that it's always a really, really beautiful thing mm-hmm. and that it's part of the territory and good people in the public eye, celebrities acknowledge that and are cool with it. And there are people in the public eye who get really uncomfortable with this sort of work. And, mm-hmm. um It's really always a positive thing that people are thinking about them this way.
0: Yeah, well, I think it's – I've seen people, like, totally comfortable, yeah, but like, a Riverdale fanfiction or something. It's when it gets to, like, One Direction fanfiction and it's real people that they start getting uncomfortable. Like, if it's a character you play, it's different than when it's you.
1: Yeah, for sure. For sure. I – that is true. Yeah, Yeah, I guess it makes it a little more complicated. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely when I was a teenager, there was Hanson fan fiction, for sure.
0: Great. Love it. I know.
1: Are you surprised? No, not at all. Not yeah. at all. Anyway, but if anybody, that being said, if anybody who listens to the podcast wants to write some steamy fan fiction about us, we are, like, all for it.
0: Oh, my God, We want it so bad. I know I just shit on real person fan fiction, but, like, please.
1: So, a lot of people recently, not a lot of people, but a few people have said when they, when like I post a picture on Instagram of me and my boyfriend, Mm -hmm. they'll write, oh my God, I ship you guys so hard. And I don't think they know what that actually
0: means. (laughs) Yeah.
1: You know what I mean by that? Like,
0: It feels like when people use the word stan and don't know the origin of the word.
1: That's right. Exactly. And I've written back to them. I've been like, okay, great. write, Write the fanfic about us. Like we're ready. And they don't really get that. Like I ship you hard means that like you're going to like be a fan of us <laughs> like, yeah. in a way that's really specific, you know?
0: Yeah, like I would, back to Chris Evans, like I shipped Chris Evans and Jenny Slate. Oh, like, sure. I don't know them. And yes. I wouldn't say that to them.
1: Also, when you shipped, when they broke up, yeah, it didn't uh, ruin your life.
0: No, it made me feel better because it felt like I'm, more similar to Jenny Slate than most people he dates. Totally. And I was like, oh boy, you know.
1: Yeah, maybe I have like a maybe chance. I have a shot. Yeah, totally. Yeah, so it's a lot of yeah. It's interesting. There's a lot of kind of social social dynamics at play with this sort of yeah. stuff. Yeah. Yeah, and it's cool. Like I think it's. Uh, I didn't totally love reading that fanfic out loud. But I do think it led to kind of an interesting discussion about some aspects of the Riverdale Phantom that we normally don't touch on. Mm -hmm. So thank you for bringing it in.
0: No problem, no (laughs) problem.
1: So this has been a very different episode of XOXO Riverdale.
0: And episode.
1: An episode of XOXO Riverdale. So, you know, if you liked what you heard, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. You mm-hmm. can reach out to us on all the social media of your choice. We love it. You know, the listeners that do chat with us about discussions we have. We really love it. Like, it's always really fun for us. Mm-hmm. And if you go onto to our anchor.fm page, you can leave a voice message for us and we can include it in a future episode so now we're going to we we'll go into a period where we're going to be doing sporadic episodes probably one every two weeks is what yeah. we decided on until this season premiere of season five so you'll be hearing from us a little less but we really appreciate all the support especially all the regular listeners when it's basically been us covering the season four during an off season we yeah. super appreciate it so thanks everybody for listening
0: yeah, um, and thank you to Angeli Mercado for editing and Louie Aronowitz for writing the theme song. Who, oh, Louie reached out to us this week.
1: Yeah, because, <laughs> because someone
0: asked him if he wanted to write a rock album based on the movie Fight Club, where the lead singer would be, and he just left it blank, someone from Riverdale. And then I was like, Louie, you, you gotta go further with this. You gotta tell me more. And eventually it got to it that it was Casey Cott, but Louie and Casey are never actually like meeting. They're just like both contributing to this Fight Club album. Well, well, we'll give our
1: listeners more info like once it's like getting towards release. Yeah. Cause that's really interesting in itself. If that's know, an interesting project. So I that's know, the theme song writer of our, of our podcast collaborating with a cast member from the yeah. popular CW teen drama Riverdale that you may have heard and of. If-
0: If I know anything about Louis' past work, it's that he'll forget about this in six years, suddenly just, like, release it. Like, oh, I found this on my hard drive.
1: (laughs) Yeah, totally. (laughs) Well, that's another episode of XOXO Riverdale. I'm Louis Perlman.
0: Thank you, batter. Bye.